Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Major League Baseball very close to crowning a champion. That's our lead story for this morning's Buzzcast. Today is Tuesday, October 27th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Hope everybody had a good start of their week. Continuing into the week on a Tuesday. Again, the Los Angeles Dodgers, one win away from its first World Series title in 32 years and could extend the city's impressive run of recent championships. Game 6 tonight on Fox, 8 o'clock. Now, if you remember how Major League Baseball season started, of course, there was the very, very bitter return-to-play negotiations with the union. They missed a July 4th opening, which many in the industry thought would be a natural for baseball's opening. They then had a COVID outbreak early in their season. Many didn't think they would be able to continue. So for Rob Manford and Tony Clark and their executive teams, all the players, all the executives, they have to feel very good that they are so close to completing a season. If you've been watching these games, it almost feels like a Dodger home game. Well, there are reasons for that. New data from StubHub shows that California-based buyers made up nearly 40% of the total ticket purchases during the World Series from Arlington's Globe Life Field. Second biggest market, Texas. Texas-based buyers account for 24% of sales, while 10% of ticket buyers are from Florida. Let's stay with baseball because MLB owners could vote as soon as this week to approve Steve Cohen's purchase to buy the New York Mets. Cohen is expected to receive the required 23 of the 30 votes. I do believe this could be one of the biggest stories of baseball's offseason. Steve Cohen will put a lot of resources into the New York Mets. He's a big Mets fan. He wants to see them win. And if this team wins, I really think they could be a sleeping giant in terms of a major brand across baseball's landscape. Meanwhile, the Mets had an organizational-wide Zoom call yesterday afternoon and at the end of that call chief operating officer jeff wilpon reportedly thanked all of the employees bid them farewell which was an early indication that a change in ownership of the new york mets is coming from the wilpon family to steve cohen let's shift to the gaming industry because we continue to talk about more and more energy and traction around sports betting and also more and more traction around SPACs. yes special purpose acquisition companies well the wall street journal is reporting today that Genius Sports Group has struck a $1.5 billion deal to start trading on the New York Stock Exchange by merging with a U.S.-based SPAC called DMY Technology Group. The deal is expected to close in the first quarter of 2021. But what does it do? It signals more interest and more growth around the U.S. sports wagering industry. Genius Sports, they handle the in-game data. And they have deals with the EPL. They have deals with the PGA Tour. This is a very, very important commodity and data piece. And we've talked about all these rush of deals in the sports betting space. We saw it with DraftKings. We've seen it with so many. Sports betting now legal in 22 states and the District of Columbia. Analysts predict that more states will soon legalize the industry in search of additional revenue. As that continues to grow, a lot of money on the sidelines looking to invest 
in sports wagering and sports betting. The latest is DMY Technology Group reaching a deal with Genius Sports Group. So yesterday on the Buzzcast, we talked about a bubble-type scenario impacting college basketball tournaments that would be played at the Mohegan Sun Casino Resort in Connecticut. Well, another story focuses on ESPN, but they are not moving forward with plans to host eight of its men's college basketball events. They were hoping to do so at the Walt Disney World Complex in Orlando, the site of the NBA bubble, of course, but those plans aren't moving forward due to ongoing differences between ESPN and the participating schools regarding the health and safety protocols required for participation. A number of outlets have this report. That one they're cited is from The Athletic. But those plans right now on hold or off for now in terms of trying to find a possible setting and a scenario for those college basketball tournaments to continue. Let's shift to MLS because yesterday on the Buzzcast we also talked about return to play season scenarios for both the NBA and the NHL. Both of them a little bit uncertain. Add Major League Soccer to that list. Our Mark Burns reported last night that there are multiple options on the table for the start of the 2021 MLS season and what that could look like, including talks of matches now beginning as late as April. That late start date stems from many owners wanting to see as many fans as possible in as many markets as possible attend games. So we're going to have to see, of course, just how things play out. But MLS with a number of scenarios on the board to start their 2021 season. Of course, they're still playing their 2020 season. A couple of interesting stories to keep an eye on today. Multiple reports have that the Arizona Coyotes first-round draft pick has admitted to bullying an African-American classmate with developmental disabilities. You're going to want to keep an eye on that story as the Coyotes have done a lot in that market over the last few months. New owner, new leadership, and they've even been very involved in efforts to stop racism. But you're going to want to see how they respond to these reports that their first-round draft pick admitted to bullying. Another interesting story came on CNBC yesterday. I remember talking to media executives maybe five years ago, and they assured me that the floor of the pay TV universe, meaning as low as it would go, was at about 80 million homes. And of course, one of the biggest questions facing the media business is how far pay TV subscribers will drop. Well, CNBC's Alex Sherman quoted sources at three major media companies who now expect pay TV subscriptions to stabilize at around 50 million, not the 80 million I was assured. In October, that number was at 92 million. So if pay TV drops to 50 million, that's a very, very significant drop. Our own John Oran says if that does happen, he expects more media companies, of course, to push live sports onto their streaming services. But to reiterate, sources at three major media companies expect pay TV subscriptions to stabilize at around 50 million. That is quite a lower figure than I would have ever guessed. And finally, let's look overseas. Not very promising news, not very optimistic news. Italy is shutting its stadiums to fans again just one month after a thousand fans had been allowed to return to sporting venues. Now they are reversing course, shutting stadiums to fans again. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Tuesday, October 20. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everyone has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I will talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park 
the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.